0: Welcome to the Church podcast. Today, we're continuing our series, My Story, with a sermon entitled, I Decided to Go. Sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. Today, we're going to be continuing our My Story series. It's been an incredible series. If you missed out on it, man, it's been awesome. But we've been talking about uh, a few different things. I decided to go. I decided to stop. I decided to stay is what we talked about last week, and I decided to go. Uh, it's what we're going to talk about today. I decided to go. I decided to go. So we've been talking back and forth. Hey, I want to start something. I may want to start something, but maybe God's telling us, hey, you maybe need to go, and you maybe need to start. And these things can be a variety of different things. And in the week two, in the, uh, part two of this, we talked about stop. Maybe there's some things in our life that we need to stop doing, stop doing. And and, and for me, when we started this, I was like, hey, well, Pastor Michael, you told us to start, now you're telling us to stop. And then last week, we're talking about stay, stay. Maybe there's times in our ministry and there's in our walk with Christ that he's telling us, hey, we need to stay, stay put, stay where you're at. And I do want to correct something, I did make a mistake last week because, uh, uh, the way I've made these up this time on my sermon series is uh, I talked about Naomi uh, married um, Boaz. It was not Naomi, it was Ruth. I apologize for that. Uh, I did say that, and your pastor will own it. He made a mistake. At least he didn't do the sermon uh, talking about Martha and Meredith. And so, anyways, anyways, anyway, So, But I'll own it. I, 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 I oopsed up. But uh, your pastor has really bad ADD. Uh, and when he reads stuff things go backwards, he's dyslexic and so uh and then it didn't help when my notes wasn't on track. So I apologize for that for any confusion. And so but your pastor loves you and he's human, so I, we still we're still gonna work on the, the headset a little bit. Uh I don't the ring is driving me insane. But that's okay. But uh, so so your pastor apologized for giving y'all some wrong information. Don't throw stones at me. Uh, <laughs> but but Naomi was was had lost her husband and Ruth cared for her and she loved her and 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 they, and, and Boaz seen her compassion for for Ruth and doing this and he decided to marry her so she didn't have to go back to the sump lords and all that bad stuff over there when they were doing bad things and so I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. So y'all please forgive me for that. Uh, But today, I want to talk just a little bit further about I decided to go. I decided to go. Man, I tell you what, this week, or last week, uh, Sunday, when we left here, man, we decided that we were going on vacation, which we already knew we were going, but we decided that we were going to go right after church. We decided to go. (laughs) I tell you what, I had fun. This weekend, or this past week, we took time as a family with my family and Tasha's family to go out and, and spend some time out at the Outer Banks. And uh, for me, I haven't been to the Outer Banks in 20 plus years. Uh, the last time I remember going was in 1999. And uh, I remember because it was a school field trip and they were moving to Cape Hatteras Lighthouse. You know, if anybody knows anything about the, the uh, North Carolina coast, there's a bunch of lighthouses out there. Five to be exact. And so, uh, But I wanted to go see Cape Hatter's. And I remember as a kid, I'm man, well, we're going to see Cape Hatter's. We're going to see Cape Hatter's. And I was like, oh, sweet. So we get down there, and guess what? They're moving it. A <laughs> couple years later, I, uh, we, we went on another field trip. It's like one or two years later. And I was like, oh, sweet. Going to see Cape Hatter's. Well, we could see it in the distance. I could see the lighthouse, but you couldn't get to it because it just been moved and they were trying to work on the, the area where it's currently at and get everything set up so you couldn't get over there to it. I was mad. I was upset. I was like, I just want to see the lighthouse. But this weekend or this week, we decided that we were going to take a trip. And we decided that we were going to go and we were going to go out to where Cape Hatteras Lighthouse is. And I was able to stand in the spot where the original lighthouse was located. The spot that I stood in 20 something years ago. And it's pretty ironic that you see this process of how they moved it from one location to the next. And then we finally made it to where the current lighthouse sits in its current location and after 20 years, I finally got to see the lighthouse that I always wanted to see. And we got to go in the museum, and, and we got to see how they moved the lighthouse. It was pretty cool. I'm a big history guy, and Todd's like, I don't know why you would go there and read all them signs and, and read all that stuff. I thought, because I want to know how it happened, how they did it. I'm over there, and they got a piece in there where they had this conveyor belt where they kind of moved the lighthouse, and I'm in there rolling it back and forth like I'm the biggest kid in the whole place. My girls are right there with me, like, Daddy, what are you doing? Let's go. I'm like, it's so much fun. <laughs> but we decided to go. And what's cool is, is we decided to take pictures while we were there, and, and of course, I have a 9-year-old going on 40 they think she's on top of the world, and i got a six-year-old that loves everything in life and has no cares in the world unless she messes with her baby dolls. And we're trying to take pictures, and the oldest is like, I don't take no pictures. I don't take pictures. I'm like, listen, you're going to want to take pictures, Her mom's trying to tell her. I said, because I wish when I was a kid standing there 19 or 20-plus years ago, I wish I would have had pictures so I could sit, hey, I stood right here. In comparison, now, I was always short and dumpy, so I haven't really, I've just grown out instead of up. But (laughs) that's neither here or there. But it's cool that I have that story to share. The decisions that we make today affect our story for tomorrow. Everything that we do in today is going to affect our story tomorrow. And, Amy, sometimes in our life, the stories or the things that we do affect generations after generations after generations be tough imagine me and Adam and Eve and you had to make a decision there God didn't told you not to eat off the tree and you decided to eat off of it guess what you affected me still today because of your decision you made a long time ago but one day you're going to have to tell a story about a season in your life we all have a story to tell when well, some of them are worth telling some of them ain't worth so telling right For me, it's cool. I got to share with you about my story about the lighthouse. I love the lighthouse. I love going to the lighthouses. I like seeing the lighthouses. Those are fun. It's a pretty cool accomplishment. Hey, it took you 20 years to touch something, but you got to do it. The decisions you make today will determine your story. You'll tell tomorrow. Now, I want you guys to do something for me. If you can, if you can. Here in person, online, if you've got people around you, point to somebody and say, hey, there's something new. There's something new. There's something new. Trina, there's something new. Trina done swap seats on I me. Mean. Trina used to sit right here, but now she's over there, but she's fake, so it don't really matter. But listen, Trina, there's something new. <laughs> something new, you're sitting over here. Trina, there's something new. Something new. Man, it's good to go after things. It's good to start journeys Sometimes your journeys may take a while. Sometimes the journeys you're on may not happen as quick as you think they should. 20 years to get to a lighthouse and I could have simply just drove to the coast. And that's easier said than done, right? Time is a big thing. Well, God, I want this to happen right now. God, I'm frustrated God, I know your timing's perfect, but I want it now. Sometimes we don't understand things until the future comes. Part of our story, and you'll hear this next week, is it took 11 years for us to understand what an envision was for medic. We had no idea. God put a name and a word on our heart. We had no idea what would take place 11 years from now. And, and it's and it's crazy because I'm like, God, I wanna know what it is now. I wanna know what's happening now. And it's funny we got Facebook and it's got that thing on there where you can go back in memories and it's got like several years ago. I and in the last few months and the last few weeks I've seen things where I've tried to get people ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen years ago to draw me a logo. I'm tapping in a little bit to next week's sermon, but that but I mean next week's gonna be awesome. You've got to be here. Because I'm going to tell you my story. But it may not happen as soon as we want it to. My vision for this church is so much bigger than where we're at now. And I believe me, I want to get to the big part. I want to get to the big part. And I want to get to the bigger blessings. But God said the moment you're in is right where I need you to because the people that are here are the ones that need you the most. The ones that are watching our online campus are the one God saying, hey, I need you to instill in to build them up. And that's what we're going to do because we're not going to break you down. Here at Mary Church, we're all about building people up and not breaking them down. Sometimes the best decisions we can make is to go when it's easier to stay. So We learned that last week. Sometimes it's easier for us to go. I mean, sometimes <laughs> sometimes the best thing you can do is go when it's easier to stay. That's a little bit backwards than last week, ain't it? How do we live the story we want to tell? How do we live out this story we want to tell in our lives? And I want to encourage you today, we all have stories, but the best thing we can do is let God write our stories. Well, Pastor Michael, how do we let God write our stories? How do we let God write these stories that we're in? Let's look at this. You've heard this, you all heard it and heard it and heard it. But Hebrews 12 and 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and professor of our faith. The author. That's big. I mean, imagine this. You have somebody who said, hey, man, listen, I want you to write a story about my life. What's the easiest thing for them to do? Go to the person that knows their life better than anybody else. God you created me, God you know the best for me, God you know the plans for my life, the plans that I've given you, God I'm going to come to you, I'm going to fix my eyes on you so so when we're in these things and we feel like hey we got to get there, we got to get to this big moment, we got to get to this big relationship, we got to get there, got to get that promotion, we got to get that new job, we got to get these things. God, I'm in these moments, and it don't—I need them right now. But it may not be God's plan. Help us keep our eyes fixed on the author, the one that's writing our story. That's how we can tell the story worth living. And I'm going to share something with you guys. There's a man in the Bible called Abraham. Abraham, you know who Abraham is? He was an old guy. Him and Sarah. Were promised that they were going to have children. So I'm going to give you guys just a little bit of a backstory here. Abraham and Sarah tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to have kids, and it just would not work out. It just wasn't happening for them. It just every time they tried, it just wouldn't happen. But God had promised them, "Hey, you're going to bear a son. You're going to have children." Man, imagine with me, you know that this is hey, God's promised me this, and it never happens. Every time you try, it fails. Maybe God's called you to do something in your life, and you tried it and you fell flat on your face. Me too. I remember one time I went, I was you pastor this church, I was young. I was like 18, 19, I was young young, young. Had no idea what I was doing. I thought I did. I knew God had called me into ministry. I knew that he had called me to do great things. And then I stepped up to the plate and I'm like, oh yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm like a baseball player. I like them. Some of them, they're like, they really get into it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? (laughs) And I was like, man, I'm going to shoot past the stadiums. How far am I going to hit this home run? Woo. Boy, was I wrong. I was wrong, wrong. That was not a part of the plan. That was not what God had intended for my walk. Woo. Y'all, let me tell you all something. When you don't do what the will of God is, it's going to be very, 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 very bad for you. But well, I encourage you, if you feel like that there's something that you're supposed to do and God's calling you to do it, I make 100% for sure. Because if you just feel like, oh, this is what I want to do and not what the author's telling us to do, you're going to fall flat on your face. Whew. We don't go there. Whoa, that's a bad story. We will not get off that story. Let's tell you about a good story. It's another time where I was a youth pastor. Man, we were swinging for the fence. And, man, we were hitting them past the stadiums. Kids' lives were being changed. The youth group grew. Man, we were doing awesome things. It was awesome. I didn't want to leave. I wanted to stay. We were doing great things. It was challenging. I had headaches. I dealt with a lot. I loved them teenagers. I loved that church. But God said, it's time for you to go. And it was, I was like, God, I want to (laughs) stay. God, I want to stay. I'm changing lives. But God knew that I had to go in order for me to get the information that I needed to fulfill the prophecy that God had put on my great-grandmother's heart and my grandma's heart many, many years ago. See, I didn't understand it in the time. When God said go, God, it's going to be easy if I stay. It's going to be, I'm already established. (laughs) They like me. Youth group's growing. We're doing good. We're going to conferences. Man, we got it going. Oh! He's like, nah, I'm not. I got to shake things up because there's things I need you to learn, prepare you for more for your future, for what you're going to be doing. So I went. But Abraham and Sarah had been promised by God that they're going to have children, and they struggled, and they struggled with it, almost to the point where I believe that that, that Sarah, and Abraham was like, I just, I just, you know what, it's not going to happen. I feel like there's times they wanted to give up. I'm immature. They even said, Hey, God, you promised me this, so where are you? You might ever pray? prayers like that I have I prayed them in the last year March 1st 2020 was probably one of the happiest moments in my ministry we swung up in them doors, people started coming in, chairs were filling up it was awesome my best friends were here from ministry from a long time ago Supporting us. And people here supporting us and loving us. It's an awesome day. Then March 15th came around. Somewhere in that ballpark. That's, this part's ad-lib, y'all. So, you know. <laughs> but all of a sudden, people are shutting doors. There's a pandemic. You can't have church. People are getting sick. Toilet paper's running out. Y'all remember this? I'm like, guys, we're going to be okay. I got on Facebook. Not taking the virus lightly or anything like that. But I'm like, hey, we'll beat this. We'll be back to normal in two weeks. Told our team, I had the messages in my phone still where I sent my team, hey, guys, hopefully, we, hopefully in two weeks we'll be back to normal. Two weeks came, two weeks gone. I up the phone. am calling, hey, guys, y'all doing all right? You doing okay? I'm praying for you. Let me know if you need something besides toilet paper because you can't find it. It's all through. And then we kept going. We decided that we were going to, I had to make a decision, all right? The government's saying we can't do this, can't do that. So I decided, okay, well, what we're going to do is play it safe. And we decided that, that we would come in. We would pre-record services and show them live on Facebook. Me and Fernando, we come in, and Abby, we we come in, we filmed all this. It's crazy. It's not how I envisioned the plan in the church. I should have just went ahead and preached next week's message today because it all ties in together, but that's okay. But then six months passed. We were looking at having to close the doors, and I'm screaming at God. Y'all, I still don't even know some of this stuff. I'm driving down the road, and I'm praying. I'm like, God, oh, what's the deal? What's your problem? <laughs> God, where are you at? I'm not even kidding. I'm not yelling at God. I said, God, what are you doing? You've called us to do this. You've called us out of from where we were at. You've called us out of our comfort zone. you called us from where we were stable and comfortable and doing great things. God, you called us to move forward and move away from all of our family to help start another work. And we did great things there, and we've seen great things happen. And then you called us to leave that to establish something else. And, God, what are you doing? And that was calm. I now mean, I'm talking. I'm yelling at God, and I feel like that's where Abraham and Sarah was. See, I want y'all to see something here. <laughs> we're not charged by, we're, excuse me. I'm sorry. We're not changed by making promises to God. You Hear that? We're not changed by making promises to God. We're changed by believing God's promises to us. I maybe prayed these prayers. Maybe you've prayed them too. God, if you God, I'll I I will give I'll give 30% to you to the church on my tithes. If you if God, if you'll just start sending people, God, if you'll just if you just bring them in, God, God, i I promise I I won't never I won't never cut nobody off else in traffic. God I I started making deals with God. God, anybody ever trying to make a deal with God? <laughs> God, listen. I'm promise you, I'll never say another bad word. I'll never. I'll keep all my fingers down. I. I won't yell at nobody. I won't have no attitudes. Anybody ever prayed these prayers? Amen, preacher. <laughs> Me too. Online campus. Amen. <laughs> oh, you guys, I have the same struggle, same promise you guys do. I just got fancy your title. But see, it's not. I'm just going to say this like it is. It's not our obligation. We put, <laughs> we put too much obligations on God. God, you got to do this. God, you got to heal my loved one. God, you got to take this uh, the desire out of their heart to tit off drugs. You got to help them stop looking at pornography. You got to help them with their attitude. You got to help them stop doing this. You got to help them stop doing that. God, you got to. God ain't got to do nothing. God's responsibility is if he called you and he's called you and he's given you a blessing, that's the only thing he's obligated to do. He's obligated to knock at your heart one time. God loves each and every one of you. But we got to stop putting obligations on God that he never intended for us to put there. We can't say, okay, God, I want to, listen, we passed by the, the mega million dollar signs. I'm like, man, well, you know what I can do with multi-million dollars? Ooh, I could do some damage. Taco Bell, watch out. I Believe me, I'd tear up some TB and some TP at that. But anyway, I said, man, God, I need that. God said, I don't need to do nothing but do what he's called me to do. Now, money makes things easier, but it ain't not, it's the root of all evil too. But I'm sure Abraham and Sarah were aggravated at God. But they kept their faith. They kept their eyes fixed on God. God, I don't understand what's going on, but I'm going to keep trusting you. See, lucky for us, see, we know the story. And if you don't know the story, I'm going to tell you. See, the story goes as they kept going and they kept going and they kept trusting. Years kept going, years kept going. They kept getting older and older. And all of a sudden, oh, Sarah got pregnant. Sarah was old, very old. Me and Tasha joke all the time, We're like Tasha, you wanna, you, do you want another baby? She, said, uh-uh, I'm getting too old. <laughs> I'm getting to a certain point in my life. That's too old. She's like, 40 too old to be trying to have a baby. She ain't quite 40, but she's getting close. But, but anyway, i tell her age. <laughs> but, but, hey, sorry, 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 but she's like, she's like, look, look. I'm past 25, it's too much to be having a baby. I don't even, that's what she, that's, Tasha's words, not mine. <laughs> 30, okay. She said past 30, it's too old to be having a baby. Online campus, don't shoot the message. Um, but anyway, Ben, she's like, I can't be having a baby past 30, it's too old for me. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> but Sarah was old. 90. Old. Could you imagine 90-year-old woman In 2021, being pregnant? Oh! I'm like, girl, you got some luck. Let's go play the lotto. Because, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I mean, this has got to be God. And I'm going to tell you right now, if God's got a sense of humor, he can make it happen. But all this thing about let's just be real. Nine-year-old woman having a baby. That's crazy. Tasha's 30-something now and she told me she was pregnant, I'd lose my mind. <laughs> I'd cry. But Sarah and Abraham, they, they were so fixed on God because they knew what God had promised them. They kept striving after the promise of God. Now I encourage you today, strive after the promises that God's given you. If it requires you to move and go on, go. For me, it was hard. Because it was easy for me to stay. It was easy. Now, there was times, whoo, <laughs> yelling at them. But what does God want you to do? I want you to examine yourself. What does God want you to do in your life? Now, I ain't saying that everybody's meant to get up and, and speak on a Sunday morning. Some people just, they're not good. They just, they ain't going to do it. They're shy. tossers like, uh-uh. I had her do a PhD one time and she about killed me because that was, whew, but she did awesome. But that's not what everybody's calling in. Some people's calling is, hey, I'm going to meet you at the door. I'm going to love on you just as Christ loved on us. Here at Middick Church, we're big on that. Right before we went out of town, we had some people take cookies out to some businesses in our community. And we had one of these big placards on there that says, hey, how can we pray for you? Because we want to pray with you. Hey, if you've got something going on in your life, we want to pray that believe that God's going to meet each and every need. And then we put a little bit of information on there about, hey, about our church as far as, as we believe in building relationships. And we're big on relationships. We're build, big on building those relationships with one another because we all can connect together and let God restore the brokenness in our life. That's not the right page. What steps of faith do you need to take today in your walk with Christ? What steps do you need to take in reading your Bible and praying? I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard to read your Bible every single day because these things right here make it so easy for us to get distracted. I was laying in bed the other night, and I don't usually get on TikTok, but I got sucked in. For I realized it, it was like two hours later. Because that's what they want. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to get us sucked in. I could have spent two hours reading and praying. I could have well, Pastor Mike, I don't read good. Neither do I. You know what I do? Put the Bible on audio that's on YouTube or any other platform that you can ask for. They're on there. Take five seconds and look for it. So Tasha, we gotta stop looking for excuses on things. We have to start building on our relationships with God. What steps can you take today? What steps can you take to make your life better? Now, I'm not telling you today to go out and quit your job. <laughs> if I quit my job, my Lord, that's gonna be better for me, Pastor Michael. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Unless it's, unless it's truly 100% affecting your life. Like you're going into work and, and you think you're going to cheat on your spouse. Nah, you might need to find you another job. <laughs> Amen, preacher. And I'm not telling you, Pastor Michael, I'm in a rough relationship with my spouse. I ain't telling you to leave your spouse saying work everything out now if you're in an abusive situation come talk to us we can get you the appropriate help that you need so that's a little bit different nobody needs to be in an abusive relationship at all, ever but what steps can we take today to do what God's called us to do maybe today you're feeling something in your heart man I feel like God's calling me to do this maybe God's calling me to write a book so I can tell my story. Maybe God's telling you that that you need to tell your story. Hey, I want to encourage you to go. Go. Go tell your story. Go tell your story to somebody because so guess what? You may relate to somebody more than you ever will know. Person beside you can be like, hey, listen, I dealt with this. I'm be like, me too. We have more in common than we truly realize. I'm gonna close with this. Abraham was afraid. What God I won't say what God. Let me let me let me rephrase that word there. I think he was afraid that God wouldn't fulfill his promises and then he's gonna look ridiculous to all these people. Well I've told people for decades and years that God's gonna promise me a son. He promised me this son. And it hasn't been I'm gonna I'm Man, I, I'm, too, I'm worried about what they're going to say about me. My encouragement today for you, is if you're that, well, if I write a book, somebody's going to criticize me. So what? Y'all know how many times I messed up sermons? At least twice to hear that I know of and they're recorded. Last week, I screwed up a name. I mixed up the names. It happens. You think I got criticized about it? Probably. Think I care? No. Difference between me and a lot of people, I own it. Hey, look, I screwed up, I messed up, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm just gonna tell you the truth. Hey, it happens. See, think about Moses for a second. Moses was there. They were in the prison. They were held by Pharaoh's army. And he had to make a decision. If I stay, then we're never going gonna to be in captivity, we're going to be held, we're going to be in prison for our eternity, we're going to die here. He said, but, and I'm sure he was arguing, but if we go, there's a chance that Pharaoh's going to catch us and he's going to kill us anyway. And then Moses like, I'm going to go, we need to go, we need to get out here. God said he's going to save us from Pharaoh's hand. And he said, I'm going to take you and I'm going to save you and I'm going to free my people. So Moses made a decision. Just like Abraham and Sarah had to make a choice. Moses decided to go. And I don't know if you guys know this, but he gets to the Red Sea and he holds up his staff in his hand and he had to make a decision. (laughs) And that's a lot of pressure. Y'all imagine with me just for a second. He has the staff in his hand. And I'm sure he's praying, God, please let this work. <laughs> please let it happen. If I don't, these people are going to kill me. If I ain't got to worry about Pharaoh's army, I need, you to, I need you to fulfill this. It's okay to pray, God, I need you to come through with your promises. It's okay to pray those things. I had the faith that God's going to fulfill the promises that he's gave. Even if, even if Moses would have got... To the Red Sea and would have stood there with Pharaoh's army fastly coming towards them. And the people all around Moses saying, Hey, you messed up. Moses, you brought us here. Why did you do this? We would have been better off dying there than here. Moses, what are you doing? But he said, I have the faith that I know that the promises that God gave me, God made a promise. To me, the story goes on Moses raises his staff and he strikes it into the ground the Red Sea parts and Moses and the the Egyptians get to uh, uh, the Israelites get across the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army swept away into the ocean or into the Red Sea there keep your faith keep your eyes fixed on God today Quit worrying about what everybody else thinks. You may be in a process where Abraham is Sarah that you're waiting years and years to figure out what God's promise is or for that promise to be fulfilled. Stay the course. You guys will stand with me this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. God, I want to thank you for everything that you've done in our lives, God. God, when things don't seem right, God, when we don't feel like those promises are being made or those promises are being fulfilled, God, God, reassure us that you're right there with us. God, that you're right there on time. God, let us have that, that desire to stay faithful, like Abraham and Sarah, that went years waiting, God. And God, let us have the faith to go just as Moses went. God, you called his your people out from the Egyptian armies and the prison that they were in God God you proclaimed that you were going to set them free and God they went and God they hit an obstacle but God you prevailed and said that you're going to hold tight to what you proclaimed over their lives and God you set them free God the same faith that they had let us have today God God if somebody don't know you let them know that all they had to do is say the simple prayer dear Jesus I'm a sinner Thank you for coming to the earth to die for my sins. Forgive me of my sins so I can live forever with you in paradise. God, when it gets hard and the enemy comes at me, God, reassure me that you're always with me and help me do the right thing. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning into the Medic Church Podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.